listener exclusive. It's Triple M Breakfast. Matt Collins for Breakfast, the podcast edition. G'day, Matt Collins from Triple M Brekkie. Great to hang out with you on the podcast edition. And this is our weekly chat with Jerno Jarks. That's right, Oliver Jarks, journalist with Region Riverina, the best journo in our patch. And uh, he joins us each and every week to share with us the most talked about local stories this week, including why Nutella has left our region, the Griffith Wine Tasting Hub finally opens, and the 80-year-old tennis champion who enjoys an unusual combo of a ciggy and a beer between sets. Back to the 90s for that one. That's the Spin Doctors. It's 14 past seven. Riverina MIA's 963 Triple M. Matt Collins for your brekkie. Good morning to you. It's all thanks to our mates at Dom's Motors. Dom's Motors Subaru, home of the legendary Subaru WRX, the Rexy. Head over to the website domsmotors.com.au for more info. Uh, but you've got to be cool to drive a Rexy. Uh, our next guest might very well have one. Jerno Jarks, good morning to you. Um, probably not that cool, but uh, yeah. That, and you're a Jerno, yeah. so you probably couldn't afford a... Datsun Sunny is what I drove, yeah. <laughs> Datsun Sunny, goodness me, you're just taking me back. Do you know my first car was a 1974 Datsun 180B? Wow. Cream in colour. Mm-hmm. I think it had house paint on it. And uh, you had to park it on top of a hill, yeah, so that you, you would roll down, you would roll start it, yeah. Well, and I know I had good friends because often I would ring them first thing in the morning, and when I wasn't on a hill, and say I need a push start. And the friends that turned up, you knew they were friends for life. Yeah, exactly. Many friends didn't push starts. Those were the days, and locking <laughs> your keys in the car and all, all those sort of things. We don't have to worry about now. Eh? You don't really drive a Datsun Sunny. No, I don't. No, no, no. very good. Goodness me. How's your week been, mate? All right? Been busy? Been fabulous. Yeah, very busy. But uh, yeah, hot day yesterday, but it's mm, been good. Another yeah. hot one today. Burrell and Masters last weekend, and you were there. I was, yeah. It was incredible. Just uh, making up the numbers, I heard. Yeah, just making up the numbers. It was, geez, it was tough, <laughs> tough playing in the heat of the day. But i tell you who wasn't uh, struggling was an 80-year-old, uh, Trevor Hornery, um, incre- incredible athlete, uh, sharp as attack at the net. Mm. Um, didn't get let anything get get past him. His name appears an incredible thirty six times on the Griffith Tennis Club honors board. Um, and but but what I loved about him is that between each set he would have a cigarette and a beer and then get back <laughs> on the court and play. It doesn't get more Aussie than oh, that. Does absolutely, it? it's like he didn't have a water bottle. He just had a Great Northern. And uh, and does he talk like this in between the sets, Oliver? Does he? A little bit, yeah. But but he's a you know he's a great <laughs> great great bloke. He's a He's played against some big stars too. Yeah, eh? t- Tony Roach, who's obviously also from mm. the Riverina, um, former world number one and tennis legend in Australia. They, they played together in juniors, and he's coached with John Newcomb. Nuke, um, yeah, Nuke. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, what a great story. He doesn't doesn't eat salad or fruit or anything like that. He's loves his his meat. His Ice cream. He's just a true champion. Give me a steak, yeah. a beer, and a ciggy. Exactly. And, and put me on the court. Yeah, and he hasn't been injured in 50 years. <laughs> Incredible. I love that. 80-year-old Trevor Horney from, from D-Point, hey? Yep. We should get him on the show. Would he be up for a chat? Oh, I think he'd love it. Yeah, yeah. g'day. It's, uh, it's Trevor. 
Yeah. Oh, it's I'm back for your weekly fitness tips. Yeah, <laughs> fit, fitness tips with Trevor. Longevity. Why not? I love it. Let's do that for sure. Well done. Uh, and well done to the Master Blaster, of course, a good mate of yours. In fact, you guys travelled there together with Lockie. Yeah, I did. Yeah, Lachlan, um, he just won everything, didn't he? Mm. Like, he didn't give us, the rest of us a chance. So we were all quite jealous, actually. That's right. He's won singles and doubles and triathlon. And, you know, how, what sort of crazy person does a triathlon for two hours and then well, I heard on the court? A friend of mine at uh, Squash on Tuesday night said he went out that night. Yeah, he did. He out on the at, town. At the league's club, of course. He had a big night. He had a 50th birthday party. And then he, uh, I think he, had a, he went, did the feral joggers that afternoon. After, after doing singles me. and doubles and on Saturday, then the triathlon in the morning, and then the mixed doubles. Does he have the Incredible. same uh, fitness and eating routine as Trevor? He doesn't, actually. He's, he's very strict, <laughs> he's actually. Very he's, strict. Uh, yeah, no, he, he, he won't even eat a chocolate. Like, oh, I see. Yeah, no. There's the, like, uh, that's the other extreme. Yeah, well, you two drove there together, you we and did. the Master Blaster. He told me that um, it was only because of your great advice that he won all those golds. Yeah, it's because he had to play me, basically. <laughs> so, uh, easy match first up. Uh, mate, can we go to this uh, Nutella story? Because there's a very strong link to our region and Nutella. And at this stage, it's not good news. Well, Ferrero Group, uh, as you probably know, is an Italian company that makes Ferrero share Nutella and all those uh, chocolates that we all love. They recently abandoned their $80 million hazelnut farm near, near, near Narandra. Mm. I did a bit of digging into that. They claimed it was because of the harsh climate, that the river in it was too hot for them, which was strange because you would have thought that they'd... You'd do that due diligence beforehand, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Neighbouring farm actually... Come on, it, Nutella. Yeah. Thought it would, probably wasn't managed the best. Mm. They also got a lot of taxpayers' help, a lot of state and federal government grants. Now, I t- tried to talk to the departments there. They all say, you know, oh, we can't look back that far to the records. We don't know exactly how much they were given. But I, I guess the question is there, you know, why are... Australian taxpayer dollars giving going to foreign companies to set up, you know, massive sort yeah. of nut farms. They don't pay so, much tax. It's a valid point. Yeah. So, so we've tipped in. What's what sort of dollars are we talking? Any well, we're ideas? talking several million, and we know they got at least one grant of eight million, which is probably probably a lot more. Again, the government departments are all tight lipped. They won't say, which which kind of tells you something. Must be on the record somewhere though. You know, all these departments, they change. When governments change, they change their name. And it's funny, you, you try and do searches of their websites and you get, you know, error messages. So That's concerning, given it's, 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 it's state very, or federal government. Exactly. I mean, it's taxpayers' money. It should be, it should be out there. But um, really, one critic actually says they should donate the money back now that they've left Narandra. Here, um, here. But, like, you know, a lot of Australian farmers try, try hard to get grants and... And don't get any support at all. But why does the money go to a foreign multinational? I think that's so. What's happening now with that uh, that farm? Well, it's been advertised for sale. A lot of people are speculating whether the water would be, you know, with buybacks would be sold back to the government. We have confirmed that that's not the case. It's not going to be sold back to the government, but it's still for sale. I guess uh, hundred hundred um, one million trees uh, mm. are being mulched. But, um, yeah, it's it's for sale, and we'll see who else um, takes over. Probably another multinational, I assume. And what about in terms of getting this money back from from the Ferrero Group? Is that realistic? Is that a possibility? I don't think so. I mean, I don't think there's any rules around that, but perhaps there should be. That's mm. that's what we're asking. All right. Uh, can you reach out to a, a Helen Dalton or a Susan Lee in that regard and say, yeah, hey, what's happening? For We've just lost a, you know, a big player in the region. What, what can be done for us?
That's a good idea. They should absolutely um, of course they should. advocate for the region, yeah. All right. And uh, Griffith Wine Tasting Hub, it opens tomorrow. We have mentioned this one in the past uh, in the old uh, Ambo building. Yeah, it's fabulous, isn't it? It's, it's looking really good. It is looking um, good. It's open tomorrow. It's going to be open to the public. I think you can start booking from Thursday next week. You can actually book for $20 each wine tasting, um, having Giraffe and Italian wine tasting uh, events. Um, but it, it, what, what a great idea because, I don't know, when people come to Griffith, it's a bit hard to get to all the wineries. They all tend to be a bit out of town. Now to have one central hub where you can go and do all your wine tasting and, and buying would be very convenient for, for visitors, right? For sure. It's in the main street. It's across the road from the, uh, the Visit Griffith Tourism Centre, the Information Centre. Um, I, I would like to think it won't take away from people still wanting to enjoy the experience of our local wineries, of course, of but, course, uh, yeah. but good to have that central hub. Absolutely, yeah. And I think the times are going to be different to what the wineries have for sure. all their wine tasting. So, yeah. Um, I hope you have better luck contacting that group than I have had, Ollie. Yeah, no, they, they're they hard to contact. Yes. That's for sure. Yeah. That, that's, you know, we all want to work together in this region. Yeah. And uh, people like you and I are, are the voice of the community. We like to get the information out. So the Wine Tasting Hub... Um, we're friends. Let's. We are. Yeah. Like, we want to help. A lot of mystery shrouded over it, isn't there? There was exactly. a, it was supposed to open last year, and yeah, who knows? But anyway, it's going. It's going to be open on Friday. It's, it's happening uh, tomorrow. Yes. Excellent, mate. We love your work as always. Uh, get back in the dats and sunny, and we'll see you next week. Fabulous. Okay. Twenty-two past seven here on Triple M. Good morning, Hilston. It's Matt Collins for breakfast on nine six three Triple M. The rush hour. A listener exclusive.